You can just say what you're going to oh, say. I'll I was going to say, what you guys have say? seen that clip of the guy. It's like a college like Johnson where it's like an empty gym. It might even be a high school. It's either high school or lower level <laughs> college. But the dude's pouring his soul into yeah. the PA announcements. <laughs> it was like a clip within the last year or two. At guard, 5-6, Lowell, Vermont. No We've got Kyle of the Warner Brothers <laughs> there was, podcast. Yeah, there was five fans. At forward, we've got Timothy Gray straight from Johnson's. <laughs> Dude poured, poured his heart and his soul. Oh, man. At guard. <laughs> Number 25. Well, welcome to the Warner Brothers podcast. My name is Keenan, of course, joined by my brother Kyle, of course, joined by friend of the show, football aficionado, Timmy, of course. You'll catch Timmy, doesn't say, you'll catch Timmy coaching track, you'll catch Timmy. What, what do you like? What's your favorite thing track-wise? Are you your javelin put. guy? Shot put. No. shot put guy? Shot put. Doesn't say shot, he's a shot put guy. He's a shot put guy. You might catch Kyle. Eating. I don't know, listening to some LL Cool J on this time. Um, coaching some, coaching some youth basketball, showing showing youth how it's done, ago. showing how Kyle used to be back in his day before his knee injury. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? I'm, I mean, I'm a long retired coach. Doing good. Thankfully, my knees are still intact. Yep. Um, what was what was what was your first one? Fine knees. What was your first intro for me? Uh, you're oh, gonna listen to LL, LL Cool J. Yeah, I don't think I've listened to LL in a little while, but he comes up from time to time. I haven't listened to that. That's good. He comes up on your pod or your playlist more than mine. Shout out to LL Cool J though. And <laughs> for the LL Cool J fans. But fans. Warner Brothers fans. Podcast, we are back. Obviously, it's Thursday Thursday pod, so it's pick time. But we're not getting that quite yet. Kyle, did you want to touch on basketball? Obviously the season started Tuesday. We had a, a big slate yesterday. We can touch basketball for a second, and then Timmy and I had some things to propose um, to you. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it feels great. It feels great. I mean, we've already had some load management already, which is unfortunate. <laughs> like, Devin Booker is going to be out tonight for the Suns-Lakers yeah. game. Um, but there's a feeling to the beginning of the NBA season that's like no other. I can't really speak to the MLB because I don't watch it at all mm-hmm. anymore. Um, though I've watched some of the playoffs here and there, but that's – whatever um but like the nfl like when the nfl's back it's like all right it's here like you're it's already got that nfl feeling week one you know what i mean you already once week one happens it already might as well be week five or six the nba's got this like first day of school feeling to it like the players got fresh cuts some of them might like have put on muscle some might have lost weight like it's just got such a new hopeful feeling and then like you know, we always have within the first two weeks, there's a surprise team, there's a depressing team. And, you know, you, we talk about overreaction in the NFL and not to overreact week one. The NBA is the king of overreactions. 
And, you know, two weeks from now, we'll be talking MVP yeah. talk. We'll be talking uh, disappointing teams, surprise oh, teams. Uh, maybe not necessarily us, but, you know, the basketball community at large. Um, it just feels uh, good. Like, Kyle, just to bolster yeah. your point real quick. Uh, first take in ESPN, I think we're talking about already maybe like what the Lakers need to do with Anthony Davis. So like <laughs> it's been, it's literally been 41 full games. Anthony left. Davis, that's a that's a whole conversation. Anthony Davis is a conversation in himself, but yeah, no, I just wanted to say it's, yeah. it starts. And uh, there's starts. weirdly, I don't know if you feel the same way, but game one, night one, it's almost got this like playoff game feel to it. Like there's just a, such a different energy on night one compared to, you know, any other of the early season games. Uh, and you know, you usually get that on the isolated like Bucks Sixers in January too. You know, depending. But again, you know, we've talked about it on here. Mm -hmm. The load management has kind of hampered that over the last couple of years. But I'm hopeful that this year stars are going to be playing more. Zion looked good last night. Um, shit, who else? Westbrook looked really good last night. He caught my eye. I don't know if you saw the Malik Monk. Wemby was interesting, mm -hmm. of course. Clippers look good. The Clippers look motivated uh, from what I saw. I mean, granted, they're playing the Blazers, but uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't get to key in on the games as much as I wanted. Wemby looked great, um, but I just love it. It's a good feeling. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the first two nights of the season so far. What's caught your eye? I... I agree with the first day of school thing. It feels like every year, it feels like you're a freshman every year. Like when you go into high school for the first time and you just see a whole bunch of new like people, especially like Kyle and I and Timmy, we're going from small schools to going to a bigger school. It's like all these people all like it's completely different. And it does feel like a playoff feel, which is why I was a little disappointed that they didn't play LeBron as much in the fourth quarter because they're going on a run, took him out with eight minutes left. I felt like that was kind of the game there. Uh, but I wish they would have. Obviously, you want to load manage his minutes a little bit because he's the oldest player in the league, but I feel like 34 on opening night would have been fine, and then you play him 28 against the Pistons, 29 against the Pacers. Especially like after that. the rest he got, but, you know, the entire so offseason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got the entire offseason. It's not like it's it's not like he had a whole entire playoff run and then yeah, now it's but whatever. Uh I was a little upset about that because I felt like they could have won that game possibly. Uh Jokic was just too much for him. I did like the the look of the Warriors. I actually didn't hate Chris Paul on that team. I think if you stagger his minutes, have him run the second unit, they still need a big I would call honestly. I would try for them to get Dwight Howard and Javale McGee, and I would rotate them twelve minutes apiece. I'm not even kidding. I think Javale McGee and Dwight Howard both. If you have Dwight as a bigger body to just give Jokic just like just muscle him for ten minutes, not that it's gonna like affect Jokic because he's so good, but like it just gives a different feel. And then obviously with Javale, I would have him kind of weak side with Draymond on Jokic just to kind of help block shots at the rim. But that, but the Suns, I don't really have an opinion on them because they felt AAU. They just felt exactly as they're going to. Devin Booker, by the end of the season, though, might be the best player on that team. We'll see. Obviously, it was game one, but he looks good. And Kevin Durant, obviously, he just didn't have a great game. Not that Kevin Durant's a bad player by any means, but Devin Booker just looks like he's hungry. Yeah, Booker, like, 
and then I can get into tomorrow. But I'll let you yeah, respond. Booker looked like the best player on the floor in that game. Yes. Um, I don't know what that says about mm-hmm. the Warriors. If what would help them would be Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. That's probably not a good spot to be in. Um, I don't know if you've heard the news on Dwight Howard. You can search it on your own time. But I don't think he'll be getting a call from any NBA team anytime soon, given the situation he's in right now. <laughs> uh, very interesting uh, situation that mm-hmm. Dwight Howard has uh, found himself in. But, you know, yeah, they definitely need help at bigs. It's probably why he's not a warrior could now. Be. It very well could be. To be honest. Uh, because he did, he tried out with the team and everything. So it's probably the reason why he's not a warrior to this day. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole. I mean, that's a that's a wild story. Whatever Dwight Howard's got going on there, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's you know we're going into night three tonight. We got two good games with the Bucks and Sixers, Suns and Lakers. Unfortunately, like we said, Booker's going to be out. Beal's going to be out. Beal must be actually injured if he's missing the first two games. Um, so it'll be Durant versus everybody. Um, I didn't. I mean, you guys heard me on the NBA predictions saying I didn't really like the Nurkic pickup. That trade being, you know, what you're substituting Aiton with. He looked decent. I mean, granted, again, it's night one, but he didn't look terribly out Mm -hmm. of place. But I do think in the postseason that's going to be a switch nightmare for him when he gets switched onto a guard. But overall, fun first few Mm -hmm. nights for sure. I've had a couple good games already. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Luca looked great i was gonna say Wemby looked freakish at times hit his pull up like this that looked semi durant-esque that one play made me think to myself like oh man this guy's this guy's an <laughs> this alien guy, like he, he literally like this guy and i'm not even just trying to say he's like top five of all time potential that's what, like well i'm not that's why i said he's, he's the number he i mean that's career ahead of him but like that's that's exactly why i said he's probably the number one prospect like him or lebron just based on each of their potentials coming out. And I just think Wemby has a slightly higher ceiling given yeah. what he is right now and what the hell he could be, which is absolutely mm-hmm. scary. Um, I just wanted to say, speaking of Luca, it's Giannis with a jumper. Yeah, Giannis possibly. mixed with Gobert mixed with Durant. It's like Giannis and Durant put together with a little Rudy Gobert. What the it's fuck? Like, like what the be. fuck do you do with that? Um, Luka Doncic, a.k.a. Luka Jordan. I mean, I don't really have much expectations for their season. Like, I had them, I think, missing the playoffs, right? But, I mean, he's Luka Jordan. You did. Like, he, like he, this league's too easy for him. He could, he could average 36 a game easy. Like, not even the James Harden with foul shots, 35 a game. Like, just 36, just out there hooping, getting buckets. Uh, he put up a plane, 33-13-10. He is too cool. And that night. shot, he hit, he hit a shot over, who was it, yeah. Vassell and Wemby at the end, that three? Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, there's no mm-hmm. there's no reason for that. Yeah. Um, we should really outlaw him from the league if it's that easy for him, honestly. But uh, the last thing I wanted to say about the NBA, uh, Keen, I don't know if you saw, like, the City Edition jerseys that Nike came out with, but I would say about yeah. 95 to 98 maybe even 99% of them were fucking garbage. Like they were mostly horrendous. Uh, it's almost like they did it on purpose. Like they wanted the reactions. Cause there's no reason like I, Nike's probably the best sporting line, the most bought sporting line. Uh, they go hand in hand with the NBA. Yeah. And for them to put out a, like, again, 95 mm-hmm. to 99% of those jerseys were just garbage. Uh, it was unfortunate to see. And some of them just, I'm look. I'm looking at them again right now. The nets are. Yeah, the so nets looks bad. like something like a child would 
like draw like hey this is the jersey i created cool but nike was like no we need that that's for all the dogs yeah exactly that exactly that's like the for all, that's the, dogs for all the dogs album cover <laughs> um there was a couple i like i don't mind milwaukee's, yeah, milwaukee's is okay the kings milwaukee's, i like I boston's it's like a five out of ten i've seen worse from them boston's. um the lakers is atrocious yeah like why mess with something that like just give them their classic font they did like the raptors type logo uh there's a lot of bad there the warriors is bad the warriors aren't terrible. see I, I, I hated the warriors it's not the worst i hated the warriors seen. but i like them a lot see, I, I guess the link i like them a lot better than last year's that looked like they had like a photoshop on them like a random just photoshop fucking image mm-hmm. but they're for the most part all of them are bad yeah, they're not great. I just think that compared to some of the other ones I've seen worse on here, but it's not it's not by any means. I cool. do remember <laughs> I, don't I think do remember I cool. like the Spurs. The Heats are atrocious. The Heat might be the worst. They just randomly say mm. heat culture. Yeah. The Sixers are terrible too. The Sixers actually got very terrible ones too that just say the city of brotherly yeah. love. The brotherly uh, love. And fucking <laughs> they're just it's it's all bad. The Hort Pretty sure the Hornets just say Buzz City on it. It just says that Buzz was City. Yeah. Kind of cringy. Yeah. But. Yeah, like anyone calls them Buzz City. Like, who the fuck calls them that? Yeah. At least <laughs> somehow those are one of the better ones because they're they like was pretty generic. But some of these other <laughs> ones literally look like. I would say they look fine. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, did you have anything else about the NBA? Not today. I'll have more Monday for sure. Did though. You want to move on? after we get a weekend of games in? No comment. Same, because we'll have Dame's we'll have Dame's debut to talk about, so for sure. All right, so Timmy, I'm gonna let you go in first. Um, so Kyle, we were thinking, we were talking before a little bit trade deadline wise. We were talking about maybe a couple teams that could get a trade and who they might target. Timmy and I were talking about that. So Timmy's gonna bring up a few, and then we're gonna get your reaction on what you think, good, bad, or maybe if you have sure. a team as well. But the floor is yours. So I, I have two trades, one of them that I think is going to happen, and I just don't know if the team is correct, but I'm pretty sure this player is going to be moved. And then the other one's just like most likely not going to happen. Um, so the first one, first of all, the Tennessee Titans are shipping house. They've already traded three players. They're getting ready to just completely scrap this team. I yeah. think Derrick Henry will be on the move, and I think he will be traded before the trade deadline. Let yeah. him go be on a contender, push them over the top, CMC style like the 49ers last year. Um, yep. I think the best situation, one of the best situations, is Derrick Henry to the Ravens, and the Ravens mm-hmm. send a third-round pick and Justice Hill. And I was just wondering, who do you, who do you think says no in that trade? I don't think anybody says no because I think a third for Derrick Henry at this point in his career is probably the max you're going to get from. You might sneak a second from somebody, which I don't assume. Yeah, and I didn't think a second was. Honestly, I don't think a second. I had it as a fourth, but then I was like, it's Derrick goddamn Henry. That You man might still... be able to sneak a third out of that, honestly. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll see. And then um, as for the Ravens, of course, like they yeah. need it. They need it anyways. And knock on wood. Derrick Henry is not a guy who really gets injured. So, like, he's a back that should be there for the long haul. And plus, you have Gus Edwards who can give, who can spell him. And I think Derrick Henry there would be good. Yeah, I would say that's the trade I saw the most on the internet yesterday was 
Derrick Henry either to the Ravens or to the Cowboys. Um, so, I mean, if that's true, I mean, we see it a lot every year during the NFL trade line, or sorry, before the NFL trade deadline, that there'll be a ton of star player names that are thrown around. And then oftentimes you might get one, oftentimes maybe just a role player. Um, so it's interesting because we didn't really hear Derrick Henry talked about much like in the offseason as far as trades, at least not to my memory. Uh, so for him to be on the trade block, possibly, it's so hard to determine with Tennessee because Rabel always seems like he wants to win and is coaching them to win no matter what. Um, yeah. So it's, but like Tim just said, you know, the front office has shipped out three players, one of them being, you know, an all pro safety. So, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be shocking at this point. Now it's like, what team would it be? And uh, have they, you know, has the agent, like if it's like anything yeah. like the NBA, has agents been talking to the other front offices? Like, is this really in motion? I'd be interested because they do have a a winnable game on Sunday against the Falcons. Uh, looks like they'll be starting both Will Levis and Malik Cunningham, or not Cunningham, Malik Willis. Uh, so it's very interesting to see what will happen, you know, and the Broncos have been sellers. They probably will uh, be moving out somebody. It seems like Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy are always in rumors. So I don't know. I, I would love mm-hmm. to see that, by the way. If Henry went to the Ravens, that would damn near push them over the top for me. And I think they're right there anyway, you know? Um, but as someone who had yeah. Eagles Bengals in the Super Bowl, you might get me to change it instantly to Eagles Ravens, unless Henry all of a sudden, just as soon as he's in the building, gets the Ravens curse and gets injured. But I hope that wouldn't happen. How old's Henry, by the way? He's like 29, must be 28. 30. Which is like 45 in running back age, but. I mean, he's mm-hmm. 29 turning 30 in June. So he's definitely still got some pop. Like, he's still fresh. Um, I would love him in a Ravens uniform. Honestly, that would be that would be great to me. I would love to see that. Send him to the Pats. I was just – I was thinking of the Baltimore Ravens running the read option with Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson would just potentially be the scariest thing that any football team has ever seen. So. And here's the thing. You can run, you could run a wrinkle off of that, and that could be a pitch to Derrick Henry and a throw because mm-hmm. he can throw. Yeah. So that could actually be a really interesting <laughs> wrinkle like to it. And you have Odell, play. who's a special guy who can throw too. <laughs> so you could have – if he they got Derrick Henry, that offense could become su- – like that offense, if you gave Kyle Shanahan that offense or Mike McDaniel, that's funny. God, that's that, funny that's you say that, Keenan, because I was literally God. just about to say, like, watch the Niners just go in and scoop Derrick Henry up and just add him to all the riches they have. <laughs> just send like, like oh they my. that would be the team to do it. Like the uh, kind of from the same area too, but the Warriors do stuff like that where it's like, okay, they already have this. It's like let's just add this just in case. I could see like Golden State doing something like that too to make a cross sport parallel, but, or obviously like the Yankees or Red Sox or any of these high end MLB teams. Cause money doesn't matter to them, but all right, Timmy, what's your second one? My second one. Um, I don't think this is likely to happen, but at this point, this player, you guys actually already talked about him, but the, he's just not worth a whole lot in my mind. We haven't seen enough from him. It's Jerry Judy. The, the Broncos are shipping. They're going to ship players. It might not be – they've already cut like two players uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think they're going to send some people, and I think Judy's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think I have him going to none other than the New England Patriots mm-hmm. for a fifth and a sixth round pick. Super late picks. Those are the only picks that Bill likes to send out are like sixth and seventh round swaps. 
So if he can do yeah. it and get a guy with potential like Judy, I think they might pull the trigger, get Mac a little bit more juice. Uh, maybe another target is what they need because I don't even think mm-hmm. any of their receivers – Kendrick Bourne's looked okay, but other than that, they don't have anybody that would be even qualify as like a wide receiver two on any other team. And Judy is that, so. I wouldn't mind it. I don't mind that trade. I don't mind I mean, my opinion. It's, it's late enough picks where it's just not like too much to give up. My opinion on Judy's kind of changed a little bit. I didn't really have an opinion on him prior, honestly. But then I've seen like him be extra soft towards like, I think it was Mark Schlereth who was a former Bronco because he like gave constructive criticism to Jerry Judy. And then he like kind of popped off on Twitter. And then I think you guys probably saw Steve Smith on the Thursday night game against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was apologizing to Judy yep. for being a little rough on him. And then Judy was popping off at him. And then that became a whole thing. So, I mean, you know, if Pat's culture is still a thing. Maybe that would change in the locker room, but he doesn't seem like the hardest working receiver. He seems mm-hmm. like a receiver that makes excuses. But I mean, hey, what receiver isn't a diva? If you're a wide receiver, you got a little diva in you, regardless. So <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind it. It would definitely bolster the talent, but would like to see him finish his routes and shit like that. But hey, yeah, get us another re- wide receiver. Why not? Give us Derrick Henry, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've got two I've got two actual trades that I think could possibly happen. And then I've got three things that I just want to say out loud to say them out loud because it's kind of a hypoth- hypothetical of people who could possibly move, like they could move off of them not like, "Hey, imagine Patrick Mahomes getting traded to like, yeah, as if they're going to even first round picks and hey, 12 players. Third... <laughs> yes, can we have Caleb Williams and six firsts for Patrick? <laughs> like, yeah, like obviously I'd never say Pat or Burrow, like let's trade Burrow as yeah. if. But so my first one, I don't exactly have it, what it would be. I could probably give you an estimate, but it'd either be I got two teams and two players that I think should go there Chase Young or Brian Burns to the Dolphins or the Lions. I think you would both of them are unrestricted free agents coming up to this year, so I don't think there con- there would be like a second or a first by it. I think you'd probably see maybe a f- maybe a fourth and a sixth kind of thing for it, maybe a third, seventh, neck like something something along those lines for those guys because they're basically they're young pass rushers. I think the Lions, if they were able to get a, another young great pass rusher alongside of Aiden Hutchinson, I think that completely changes that defense. And then I think the Dolphins, if you do that, plus adding Jalen Ramsey here in a few weeks, I think that completely changes their defense as well. So that's something that I would go for if I'm those two teams. Yeah, I mean, they say Chase Young is available, um, which is crazy to me because he's such an impact player. So, yeah, if any contending team could just add them, add him to their roster, whether it's long-term or even just as a rental for the second half of the year, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, especially for a third-round pick. That's what they're saying. Uh yeah, do that in a heartbeat if you're the Dolphins or if you're the Lions. So those are perfect candidates for him, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Is We just saw the Dolphins give up a first plus to get Bradley Chubb, and both those guys could be Bradley Chubb. So it would definitely be worth it in, a, uh, in terms of giving up a third rounder. Hell, yeah. I think most teams would probably jump on that deal. The The – 
it's better for the Panthers to do this deal because they got to get some capital. They have no draft picks in the first few rounds coming up. Like next year, they have no first or second round pick. I don't know what they're planning on doing. So it would be nice to get a piece for that. The thing with Burns, though, is they were offered two first round picks for him last year or two years ago from the Rams, and they turned it down. That's crazy that they did that, first of all. But like, if they're going to turn that down to then one year later accept like a third round pick, it would just look pretty bad on their end. But yeah, I mean, I would. I would look into it if I'm them because obviously you traded the house to move up to get Bryce Young when I think you probably could have gotten CJ Stroud where you were. But I mean, like, obviously, but Bryce Young, I don't want to make it sound like Bryce Young coming out wasn't looked at like he was really good. The only thing with that, the really only thing with him was that it was smaller because, like, it had nothing to do with the mobility, nothing to do with the throwing. Like, everything about Bryce Young said, future quarterback in the NFL is just a height and he may need some time to adjust, but yeah, no, if the, if he doesn't pan out and he's just like a mid tier to mediocre quarterback, that looks terrible, especially when the Texans went up and got CJ Stroud and then Will Anderson who could become something. So Mm -hmm. another thing too, um, the, the commanders have said basically, Chase Young is available, but they're also saying Montez Sweat is also mm-hmm. available. Their like dilemma is they can't pay both those guys. They're on the same contract mm-hmm. or they expire on the same year. So basically one of them is getting moved or let go, and then the other one's going to probably get extended. And I think what they're going to do is probably say Chase is probably a little bit better for our team unless they're ready to rebuild and they're going to want to keep Chase. And then they're going to send Sweat out for like a fifth-round pick, and he's definitely worth that. Um, oh, so yeah. one of those guys is going to be on the move for sure. Um, but yeah, I would do it if I'm both teams. Detroit, that would be pretty scary to have them lining up against Hutchinson uh, across from him. And then obviously the Dolphins need a little bit of help on defense. So maybe get even better pass rush when they're there. Yep. Uh, Kyle, did you have anything else or I'm going to say another no, one here? Okay. So my other one was the Cowboys need to get a running back and they need to get one of three people. And it's Derrick Henry, it's Najee Harris, or it's Ezekiel Elliott. I think bringing Zeke back, I I think bringing Zeke back would be great. I think all the Cowboys fans would love it. I think the organization would be fine with it. And I think he would honestly be fine with it. So I think that would work out just well. Najee obviously would be the best of the three just because he's the youngest and you could kind of have him there. But obviously Derrick Henry for a short term rental is the best because he's the best back out of the three now. But I think they need something because they need to solve whatever's going on in the red zone because they don't have anything going on. They could if they wanted to solve the red zone problems for tight end, go get Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. (laughs) Speaking of, they could... I mean, LeBron loves the Cowboys. He's on minute restriction. He, they might Just be able to sneak LeBron Sundays. from L.A. <laughs> throw him in a couple Sundays. Across <laughs> league trade. That would be... If LeBron was just, like, load managing and then he went to the NFL just for a goal line package, that would be, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. If LeBron retired this year and wanted to just be a goal line fade guy, I would be totally for it. Just run, run the tush. Right. 
Just that's your I, only goal. Cowboys send the Lakers twenty six million. I, I, LeBron James. I think that I honestly think LeBron in that role could be great. He's just he can still get up thirty six inches. He's six eight and great hands. He could just go up from fade balls. I think. I think he says Jerry problem. Jones offered him a contract during the lockout in twenty twelve. He said he's got it framed in his in his house somewhere. Man, that would have been wild. I still think I hope he does. He he won't, but for some reason, I just hope LeBron's like, "Hey, Jerry, give me one year. I will only play within the five. Like I'm only playing within like the ten to five. I'm because I'm not a person who can really get hit like that right now. But yeah, so I got those two. And then I've got three that I think would help out teams a lot that would never happen. Um, one of them, I think Saquon could be traded. I mean, I don't think he'll, he'd be more so, but I think Saquon could be traded. And seeing Saquon on the Cowboys would be electric. It would never happen. Obviously, cross-division and or in-division trade, but... Saquon, I could not. I think it'd be explosive if he was, but I if he got traded, I think the Cowboys would be a great suitor for him. It just obviously would never happen. So I think that would be really interesting if they were to get something like that, get that kind of electricity in the backfield. When you, when I brought up the trade for Derrick Henry, I was actually thinking potentially Saquon could go to the Ravens as well, but I just Saquon don't, and the Ravens too. It would be good, but I just don't think the Ravens are willing to give up the capital because they're not going to get Saquon for a third like they would no. potentially Derrick Henry. So, um, But yeah, I, it would be great to see him at the Cowboys. He would definitely succeed there running behind that O-line, but like, that's not going to happen. No, no shot. No, that or the Eagles behind that <laughs> yeah. O-line. Oh my God. I'm up for 2,000 two yards. Listen, give him like Swift a second and then like a next year's fourth and just say here and then we'll take Saquon off your hands. That would be crazy. So that was one. Two, another disgruntled person a little bit that I could see leaving, but not obviously to this team would be Devontae Adams going to the Chiefs. I think he wouldn't go to the Chiefs again in division, but I think that obviously Devontae playing with Aaron Rodgers 2.0 would be crazy but i could see Devonte within not this like trade deadline but maybe year year in a year or so being moved for something or at least rumblings of him being moved in the situation he's in now yeah i mean obviously that'd be a dynamic so that combo that for sure mahomes and Devonte, and then obviously him and kelsey and uh, they definitely need wide receiver see like obviously Sorry, they definitely need wide receiver mm-hmm. help i think that's the team i'm most interested in because we saw the pats when they were in their hay they would make a trade every deadline. Like even if it wasn't a like all the way impact player, it would be somebody to you know bolster mm-hmm. weakness, like a keep to lead back in the day, or they'd always get a pass rusher. James Collins, yeah, they always have back. him on loan every other year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, if I'd be interested to see if they even get like an impact tight end, you know, to run two tight end sets, or if they get another just. I mean, they got Tony last year, so I'll be interested if they try to add to their offense at all because it seems like they need it. Uh, last week was a def- was definitely a bounce back, yeah. but I'm definitely interested in what they have to do in this trade deadline. Even even getting someone like Kendrick Bourne for, sure. for them would exactly. help. Yeah, a player like that. Like some someone like someone like that, I think would help out a lot. Um, 
And another thing I just thought about too, where of quick where we're on the Devontae Adams before I go to my last one, was that obviously if we believe Aaron Rodgers is coming back, Devontae to the Jets somehow to pair with Garrett Wilson. Can they afford that? I don't know if they could. I think they could do. I think they could do the Rams tactic and just go. We're mm-hmm. all in on one season. Convert it That's to a signing bonus, whatever it is. Listen, I think all in on one season. <laughs> I think that would be crazy if he if that was able to be ha- done. Like it could happen theoretically. It would just be like, hey, twenty twenty four is our year, or we're and we're not doing anything after that. But okay, and then the third one that I actually like a lot be Matt Stafford getting traded to the Falcons. I almost brought up a Matt Stafford trade, but trading a QB in the middle of a season is such a nightmare for offensive coordinators and teams (laughs) to like learn a completely new playbook, develop chemistry with wide receivers and tight ends. It might not start clicking until week 16 and then it's just too late. I think in the off season, because they're going to be too good to get a high, to get like one of those picks. What you could do is you could draft a QB later in the first get let him sit for a year and if you were or two years even like let him sit and then matt stafford on that team i think matt stafford because he makes other receivers better for sure Mm -hmm. as we've seen obviously puka i don't think is as great with a lot of quarterbacks in the league but um he and that's also a credit to puka too for being for developing as he has but kyle pitts i think he gets the most out of kyle pitts drake london's a very good target i think Bijan out of the backfield would be crazy for him the line in Atlanta is good. I think he would turn Matt Collins into like something interesting. I think that Matt Stafford on the Falcons actually could make them very interesting. That and another piece defensively could make them a very interesting team. But those are those are my three like hypothetical fantasy trades that like realistic people that could move. Fantasy Falcons trades. could go get Matt Ryan too out of the broadcast booth. Bring him back. He said he's unretired. They, they, you know what? They go could get some Ice. listen that. Might as well get Tony Romo. They would make Matt Ryan, I'm sure, would probably make better decisions than Desmond Ritter. I don't know if he could throw the ball better, but like he would make better. I think Matt Ryan right now could throw the ball better than Desmond Ritter. Give Matt Ryan some time. Yeah, he'd take forty sacks in the you know what ten weeks we have left in the season. (laughs) But he could definitely with time he'd be all right. Minimum. Clean pocket, he's fine. The second he sees somebody, he's be like, done. <laughs> he wouldn't be, be like Flacco on the Jets last year, or the last couple years, really. Yeah. All right. Well, that was all I had for that. I mean, we could go on an hour and a half of trade deadline stuff, but we got picks to get into. Um, Kyle, did you want to preview? Yeah, we're going to do this all? fantasy draft style like we did in week seven. Uh, we're going to give Tim the first pick, and uh, it's pretty self explanatory. Uh, throughout the slate of games, Tim, since he's got the first pick, he's going to pick whatever he thinks the best or the most intriguing or whatever game he wants to talk about really first. And then, uh, Keen, you want second or third pick? Um, cool. I'll take so third. Second, Keen gets a third. And yeah, we're third. just going to break it down draft style and uh, we'll do our picks, give our scores and such. And yeah, it's just a more creative way to talk about the game. So Tim, without further ado, go ahead. There's a lot of divisional games, so it's it's hard to really narrow down on what like the first overall pick should be. Um, but I think one of the most intriguing games this weekend is definitely going to be the Chiefs versus the Broncos. 
So I'll start us off there. That's an interesting one. I was not expecting yeah. that, Kyle. What's the spread I don't, on that? I don't so, think anybody was The spread on that. that. I'm going to give you the spread, and I'm going to give you a slight complaint. Uh, the spread is uh, the Chiefs by seven and a half. It's in Denver. And I'm pissed off about this game because we just saw it two weeks ago on Thursday night. Why the hell do they have the same divisional game within two weeks of each other? That's my complaint. I think there's one mm-hmm. other game that we saw two weeks ago. I'd have to look again, but... There's no need for that ever, but go ahead. No, it's not. Um, I yeah, I can't see any. Uh, oh, Eagles Commanders right. was a couple That's weeks right. ago. Yes. Yeah. But yes. this happens every year. The Chiefs and the Broncos will have a a bad game where one team either gets blown out or it's just like low scoring. But then the second game is just super intriguing. Last year, the Broncos beat. The Chiefs, I'm pretty sure, late in the season. No, they didn't. It was, it was a, a thriller, game, though, right? It was like 31 no, the, 28 the, or something. They went, the Chiefs got up 27 to nothing, and then the uh, Broncos pulled it within a score, I think, with, and they had the ball. Okay. But yeah, because it was a very thrilling game because the Chiefs right now are actually on the longest winning streak beating a team, which is the Broncos, and it's 16. Damn. You're right. And, you're right. Uh, and, then, and then the Patriots are right behind it with the Jets at 15. So, so those are the two longest streaks right now. So like when the Jets, so like when the Jets beat the, our Patriots beat the Jets early, it was 15, 15, then it's 16. Then it'll be yeah. like 17. Then the Patriots will get to six. And they're like one game behind right now. Kind of how it goes Broncos the season. But I'm actually taking the Broncos oh, to win this game. It's, it's in, <laughs> it's in Denver. There's gotta be an upset every week. It always happens. And this is the one I've, been picking these games to like what my mind thinks and my mind is always like 11 and 6 so it's not going to be right i gotta pick an upset it's this one right here in denver russell wilson has not looked like a bad quarterback he might have looked bad in the chiefs game that they just played but he's actually good completion percentage he's been throwing touchdowns not a ton of picks he had three in that game but like that was minor whatever i'm I have them 28-27 in a thriller. It's going to be a good game. Pencil it in right now. I got to say to that, I leave a select few of games blank when I'm making my picks. Like I usually go through, try to pick all the scores, but the ones that confuse me, I leave blank. This is one of them. Uh, Again, a seven and a half point underdog the Broncos are, but they're at home. And like you said, they always seem to have at least one good game against the Chiefs, uh, 16 game losing streak notwithstanding. The Broncos haven't looked bad. They really haven't since the 70-point game. Like, they've looked good enough. It's a divisional game. Uh, They're playing in altitude. I don't know what the weather's going to be. And the Chiefs, you know, I've said they've looked shaky here and there, especially their receiving core. It's looked a lot better. Uh, They looked better in the Vikings game. I truly have no clue what to make of this game. Uh, I almost, like, I still, like, as I'm talking right now, I'm trying to come up with a score. I don't have a fucking score. I really don't. You could convince me either way. I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a Chiefs blowout. But what was your score, Tim? Do you have a score? Yep, I have a 28-27. I'm going to roll with Tim on this one. I'm going to go 28-24 Broncos. Break the streak. I'm not. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm not. It's uh, I hope that'd be cool if you were right. Uh, fun fact: if he, he lose, you said 27, 24, 28, 24. Let me just make sure. And then he's got twenty eight, twenty seven. Twenty eight, twenty four. 
Yeah, I did get that one. All right. Um, so, fun fact, Patrick Mahomes has never lost to an AFC West team on the road. I don't think that changes. 27-19 Chiefs, they're just better. They are. They are, they are better. better. I, can't, I can't disagree with you. At, like, every position, they are better. But – they haven't allowed twenty. They haven't allowed a team to score twenty-one or more points this season. Uh, I think that their offense is going to start to click a little bit. I just I don't see how the Broncos. I'll give you this. I'll, I'll give you two things here I, though. The Broncos defense is playing much better as of late. Uh, but the other thing we talked about Judy and Sutton being in trade rumors. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe they know. It's coming, and they're trying to boost their trade stock, and they have the game of their lives. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to talk myself. And they're just yeah, exactly. They're just go routes all over. Um, but truly, I mean, I'm kind of joking when I say that, but I do see a world where the Broncos win this game, or they're at least in this game to the end. I do think it's going to be a closer game. I don't see a blowout here. I truly don't. Um, we all have it within one. Score, I would, but I would. If they either fired their coach or had a fire sale, I would be more with you. Because typically, for some weird reason, the they game after yeah. a huge change happened, they play better. Don't know why. Like, after Christian McCaffrey gets traded, the, the Panthers look better. They were on a run okay. last year. They <laughs> won, like, five like, of the wait, last eight Dante games. Dante Foreman's going to look like Texas Dante Foreman of 2,000 yeah. yards? Okay, great. But, uh, yeah, so um, I have Casey as the minority here. Um, Kyle, you pick the next game. I'm going to zag here. It's personally intriguing to me. It's not a great game, but it's also not a bad game either. Uh, It's two home teams, really. It's Jets at Giants, technically. Uh, This is intriguing to me because what's the Jets record right now? Are they three and four? Three and three. Three and three. Three the three Giants have shown life these last couple of weeks. I'm not sure who's starting, whether it's Tyrod or whether it's Daniel Jones, but Tyrod Taylor's look good in that offense. Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't make a difference. I think it's Tyrod. I mean, it might. I mean, look, Zach Wilson is still Zach Wilson, despite him looking better. Uh, the Giants are going to play this game like a playoff game. Uh, by the way, it's Jets favored by three, technically on the road here. Um, I picked... I did, in fact, pick the Jets to win, though, 20-18, to 18, but I do think it's going to be close, and I do think you're going to get a great effort from the Giants. Would not be surprised at all to see the Giants win this game. But I'm rolling with the Jets. Oh, Kyle, when I said when I said not a difference, I meant, like, between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor starting. Not that the Jet Giants couldn't win. I just mean, like, there's not a diff. I think that they're the same team they trot out. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's more so what I... Not I like think the difference would be Tyrod's safer with the ball. I think Daniel Jones probably has a higher ceiling, but Taylor looks like he has command of this yeah. offense. Like they, I mean, in his two starts, they've looked pretty good. Um, so it's almost like a low key controversy here, especially if he does go out and win this game. I mean, I think the Giants are going nowhere, but I mean, if you can go, because I believe, who do they have next week? The Giants. It's a tougher game. I know their schedule gets tough after this Commanders Jet stretch, but if they can come out with a win, I think they have. Think the Eagles, the Raiders next hmm. week, uh, then Raiders. the Cowboys, Commanders, Patriots. So I mean, you know, if you're the Giants, you're looking. They're gonna try to be competitive. They're looking at that schedule as all winnable games. Then you know, especially before they get the Eagles and they get the Cowboys. So I expect a good effort. I expect a good game. Jets coming off a bye week too, so uh, maybe we see some Zach Wilson rust. I don't know, but I think it's gonna be maybe not a pretty game to watch, but I think it'll be a good game, close ending. So yeah, you know what. 2018. Yeah, let me flip it. Actually, I'm gonna go Giants. 2018. 
He's flipped it on you. Okay. He can just flip. two dog two dogs in a row. Giants and Broncos back to back. Oh, Timmy. Uh, oh, you're, uh, you're, sure. You're good. You're good. Um, the Giants O line has been playing pretty solid since Tyrod Taylor has taken over, which is just really sad to see. Because if they would have just played this good one week earlier, Daniel Jones wouldn't have died, and then they would have just been fine, potentially. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Jets. I think the Jets are just better. Tyrod Taylor's probably like even with Zach Wilson. You know, he might not be – he might not turn it over as much, but I, I, the ceiling's just still not there with Tyrod Taylor. Um, I don't know. I, after they won last week, the Giants did, I saw a little notification from the NFL Network, and it said, did Tyrod Taylor just save the Giants' season? <laughs> no, because they aren't going anywhere. They would literally have to like win out to potentially make anything because they can't afford like four losses and they'd be done. It was just crazy. They need to lose this because then people will understand Yes, the season is over, and they are not going to make anything. Um, so I have the Jets winning. I think they're just a better team all around. Like Kyle said, it's technically an away game. We're still going to see 40% Jets fans at this away game. Um, I have it 24-17. It'll be a good game. It'll probably be way lower scoring than that. Like I could see a 13-10 to 10 game, um, but I'm taking the Jets no matter what. The score doesn't really matter. So I actually have it pretty close to you. I have it 24 to 15 Jets. I think Brees Hall just runs crazy. Um, The Giants have been playing better defensively, and they have been playing more cohesive football offensively. So not that they couldn't win this game at all. I just think that Zach Wilson has turned himself over the last few weeks. I mean, he could revert to being what we know of Zach Wilson, but he's turned himself over into a, a just baseline game manager quarterback, which right now, with how the defense is playing and how potent their run game can be, that's all you need. Get Garrett Wilson the ball in space, let Brees run, and then move on, and then the defense do what they're doing. So I think they get 24 to 15. I think Tyrod probably makes one or two mistakes that costs them the game, but I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game. Your pick. All right. And I'm going to pick the game of the week, which is – Cincinnati going to San Fran. I, don't, I, don't I, I couldn't say that this was the game of the week because I could, um, I could say this is the game of the Brock week. Brock Purdy probably won't be playing in it, which is a very big uh, deal. Uh, he might be still playing in it, but regard, it's he, up in the air. Like he has a chance to be, mm-hmm. but even so, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean. I don't see a better game this week. Personally, to me, I think there's games that could be upsets, but there's a, this is a lot of a big upset week. But because there's a fact of Sam Darnold possibly starting this game with the Bengals coming off of a bye, I do have the Bengals winning this game, twenty-eight to or twenty-five to twenty-two. Twenty-five, twenty-two is the score I'm going to go with. And if that actually does happen, people are going to be. The panic, not panic button, but like the panic button will be on the table for the 49ers losing three straight. 
So people are going to start worrying, like, is this team actually going to be okay? Obviously, they I think they'll be fine, but I do think the Bengals in the must-win spot, they've been pretty well. They've done pretty well, and Joe Burrow off a of bye has been pretty good as well. Go ahead, Tim. I, I, I think the 49ers win this game no matter what quarterback starts for them. I That's actually right. think Sam Darnold has a potential to be good in the sh- in the Shanahan system and that he just wasn't right. given a fair shot in New York or in Carolina. Um, I think it's going to be close. It'll be a good game. The 49ers defense hasn't looked quite like that unstoppable or, yeah, unmovable object like they have been uh, recently, but it is at home, so that's a pretty big deal for them. And like you said, they're coming off a bye – the Bengals are, so they should be better. I don't know. We still haven't seen it. Like, I, T. Higgins still isn't fully healthy. They don't have every piece. Um, I could see a world where this first half just looks ugly for the Bengals um, because the 49ers are mad. They've just lost two two in a row to two teams that they should have beaten. Um, so I'm thinking that they're going to come out swinging. It's going to be a close game, though. I have it 20-24, to 24, um, but... I think the first half is going to look like 17 to three or something like that. This is actually one of my blank games. Cause I had no idea what to make of it. It's What's four and a half. Is it four and a half? The Niners are four and a half. It's got bad Which down. tells me to some degree that sounds like Purdy might play. I mean, I would think this would be a three point line in the Niners favor. Anything higher than three. is kind of crazy to be in this game. It was five and a That's half actually, which is uh, kind of shocking. So, because it was, because I, I, I think I bet, I think I was looking to bet it at plus five and a half. Was that pre-concussion protocol for Brock That Purdy? was Tuesday evening. So, possibly, like, once so. the Brock Purdy concussion protocol. So, it's been bet down. So, people are probably thinking that Purdy might actually be missing. Yeah. So, Purdy actually on. practiced today. So, it looks like he's trending towards playing. Um, I'm going to disagree <laughs> on the Darnold thing. Good. The fact... I have a weird thing with Darnold. I think he's all right. I'm disagreeing that he didn't get chances in New York and uh, Carolina. I think he got chances there, especially New York. Other than that, I weirdly like out of quarterbacks who have trash records and trash like uh, touchdown to interception ratios. Darnold looks good. Like he looks competent. Uh, there was people all offseason talking about that Darnold could win the job outright. Uh, so if he plays, I agree with Tim. I think he is going to look good in this offense. The difference you have with him compared to Purdy, which I guess I can't really say this anymore after how Monday night ended, was Darnold's got the more uh, backbreaking interception potential. Uh, we saw Purdy throw a couple picks Monday night. Uh, I do not see – I mean, I look at it like this. If Darnold does play, I think you're going to get the type of effort out of the Niners. You'd get great effort anyway. But I think it would be similar to the Browns game a couple weeks ago where they had P.J. Walker going against them. And, you know, the Browns took that like a fucking – playoff game like they threw everything they had at the Niners mm-hmm. um but if it's Purdy playing in this game I think I would just take the Niners out right the Bengals have looked good top to bottom in maybe one game this season uh that Cardinals game so I like the Niners granted Purdy did look a little more shaky has looked a little more shaky the last couple of weeks especially in that Vikings game um but I cannot see the Niners going down three in a row granted off a of bye I think you're gonna get a really sharp looking Bengals team I do think it's going to be close, but I'm going to roll the 24-23, the Niners. And you know what? And I would say trending 
the entire way, I think I would have picked the Bengals. But now that I see Purdy playing, I just really can't. It's hard to pick the Niners, pick against the Niners in the spot after two in a row, um, especially with the Seahawks on their heels. It's my pick again. Is that what you said? Oh, we're going snake style? Yep. Cool. Hmm. Well, oh, no, was I mean, it was you. Work. Oh, wait. Oh, no, sorry, Tim. You're good. No, no, sorry. No, sorry. No, sorry, right? Tim. You're good. I completely, I thought, I don't know why mentally I thought Kyle started. No, Tim, I mean, it's your pick. Sorry. Are we just doing one, one through three, one through three? No, yeah, snake? Okay. one through okay. three. That's just rotated. Good to know. Good um, It's actually tough because all these games kind of suck, not going to lie. That's, uh, the th- the, that's why I told it's the game of the I week. Think there's some good ones in here, actually. Yeah. I think there's some interesting ones. There are definitely some like, interesting low-scoring ones, and then there's ones where it's like a good team versus a not good team. Um, I guess I'll just go Pats versus Phils, or Fins. I think um, this is at Miami. Yep. Which is good. They kind of just got embarrassed. Sunday night football. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say that the Pats are able to upset two weeks in a row. I don't think anybody's expecting that. So obviously I'm going Dolphins. Um, I think the Pats offense will look okay, good enough. But like uh, I think the Dolphins are. This is like a get right game for them. Um, so I have it as 27 to 18. Um, Kind of what you expect from both offenses. Higher scoring from the Dolphins, a medium performance from the Patriots. Um, yeah. Simple. Uh, okay. I just want to say here the Dolphins are favored by nine and a half. Um, the Pats look good. Pats put together their best effort top to bottom last week against the Bills uh, in a very surprising effort. Mac Jones got the game ceiling touchdown with, I believe, 12 seconds left. And that was the third mm-hmm. go-ahead touchdown in less than 30 seconds, like in the last 30 years for the Pats. Bledsoe did it once. Brady with the uh, Ken Brell Tompkins against the Saints, that famous one. And then this one. Um, yeah. Weirdly, like Max has been getting a ton of praise this week from opposing players. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came to his defense. Um, Von Miller said it looked like the Patriots of old last week with them not committing turnovers or penalties. Um, I'm not necessarily picking the Pats to win this game, but I do think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a good game, um, especially if they limit the mistakes. If they're not causing penalties on themselves, especially on offense, uh, you know, I think this could come down to the wire three-point game. I expect it to go similar to the first game as far as mid-20s, high-teens kind of thing. I think they'll limit Tyreek if he plays. Uh, Tua was almost talking about Tyreek yesterday like he might be out a couple weeks but it looked like Tyreek practiced today so I'm not really sure what's going on there so he did he'll be he'll be I'm assuming he'll be playing I'm also assuming Belichick will keep him in check Uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins excuse me first game was 24-17 correct when they played in week two Um, something along the lines I'm gonna go 24-20 Dolphins would not be surprised to see the Pats win here, truly. Um, I'm not going to go out and pick them, but, hey, if the Pats look anything like they did last week and they can keep Tyree Kill in check and they can keep the run game somewhat in check, I mean, obviously they're going to kind of give the Dolphins, you know, some running lanes like they did in the first game. But I think there's a 
an area, an avenue where the Pats could win this game. But I am picking the Dolphins 24-20. Can't get all the way there. I have a 20 I have a 26 to 19 Dolphins. Um I think the Dolphins coming off of a loss on national television, they're going to try to have something to prove there. Uh Patriots are coming off their best win in 2 years probably. Probably best win in 2 years. It's better than that win game cuz the win game obviously was just like <laughs> weird. So best win, best win in a few years for sure. So they're going to be hyped up, but I don't, the team looked good. I don't think the team's great. I will see if they can string together multiple games. This has been the aberration game of the season. So we'll see if this is just because what they're becoming or what they can become, or if it's just like we're playing up because it's our division rival bills. Um, I think they'll play the Dolphins tough, but I got the Dolphins 26-19. All right, Kyle. You know what? I guess I'll go the other one that could be game of the week potential would be Rams-Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by six and a half, which I think is a little high. I actually have the Cowboys winning 28-23. Um, Cowboys also coming off a bye here. Um, so there is potential to where they could just like unload on the Rams, especially on defense. Uh, you know, Stafford's not that mobile. Um, so there is a world if they can get to Stafford, they can kind of almost run it up on them, you know, especially if they can get some deep plays, uh, some home run plays and not really worry about the red zone. This could get out of hand quickly. So actually, I kind of can see why it's six and a half, but I do think it'll trend towards a closer game. Stafford in that passing attack, we say it every week. They've looked good. Uh, that defense can play on occasion. You know what I mean? Um, so it really depends on how Dak looks, really. I think the pass rush will be there. They're going to get stops on third down on occasion against Stafford this week for sure. So, you know, if Dak can bring it, there's a world where they can win by a touchdown, win by 10 points, win by 13. Uh, but if Dak's, you know, regular like he's been, uh, this could be a closer game. I got it 28-23, but uh, this one – is a weird game to me. It truly is. I really, I don't know. You could tell me it's going to be a blowout. You could tell me it's going to be a close game. Uh, it's in LA, but it might as well be a Cowboys home game because every game, and whether it's the Chargers or the Rams, the away team's always going to have the uh, home field advantage, it seems like. But 28-23, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, Tim. When I wrote this down, I actually wrote this down as in Dallas. So that kind of changes things a little for me. Um, I still think though, coming off the bye, I think the Cowboys are going to be good. I think they can get to Stafford. My fault. My fault. He's going to make some bad decisions. I was wrong. You were correct. I had it written down as Cowboys, but for some reason, I was still thinking it was in LA. But it is in Dallas. It is in Dallas. That resolidifies my <laughs> belief that the Cowboys will pretty much dominate this game. Um, I want them to lose, of course, every single week. Um, but I think uh, the Rams are just not really a, an opponent for them. I think they're going to handle them. I have it 28 to 17. I have them covering that long. What what would you say? Nine six points, and a half. Six points. Six and a half. I think they'll cover that. Could definitely see it. Yeah. So you said 20. What was your score? Sorry. 28 17. 
2017. I have 25, 21 Rams. I think they're going to throw a, a party all over. I think Puka and Cup are going to throw a party all over the Rams or the Cowboys. They can't stop the pass. Obviously, it really comes down to can Micah be a monster off and off on the line? Of course, he can. But the Rams receivers can get open within 2.5 seconds, which is what you're going to need to do. You're going to have to get the ball out quick. And I could see Aaron Donald having one of those vintage, oh, Micah, you still think you're better than me. I'm still Aaron Donald kind of games. So I think the Rams pull the upset. I got a 25. Two things I want to add to that. I love it. Uh, one, we talked about the trade deadline. I could absolutely see the Cowboys going to get a corner with uh, Jalen Johnson. What the fuck's his name? Why can't I? Diggs. With Diggs out. With Diggs out, I could absolutely see them going yep. to get a corner. Um Secondly, you're absolutely right, Keenan. If this turns into a Stafford versus Dak game, you almost have to favor the Rams all day. Uh, granted, like we said, there's still Micah mm-hmm. on uh, on the Cowboys side, but you know there's also Aaron Donald on the Rams side who can get to him. I mean, obviously the Cowboys line's better, but yeah, if this at all turns into Stafford has time and it's Stafford versus Dak and it's a shootout, you absolutely favor Stafford in that matchup for sure. Yep. Your pick, though. For sure. Um, it is my pick. Uh, Jacksonville versus Ooh, that's Pittsburgh a good game. in Pittsburgh. What's the uh, line? Jacksonville is favored by two and a half on the road. That's a good game. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good game as well. Um, TJ Watt was a game wrecker last week as he so as he's been all season long. Um wasn't more of a game wrecker than Miles Garrett was, but he was a game wrecker last week himself. Miles Garrett had himself. We'll talk about that when he plays when goes Seahawks rounds, which should be interesting too. But I do. I'm leaning the Jags here, even though I want to go Pittsburgh. I really do. The Jags are on a three game winning streak right now. They have looked more competent. I do think the Steelers struggle against the run, and Travis Etienne will be able to get yardage he's been playing very well and then christian kirk's actually been his number one option right now so i think it's going to be an interesting game but i do have jacksonville winning this game around 27 to 20 um late touchdown i have no idea how the steelers are above 500 still uh what is it they're four and two right now correct Mm, yes. I have no idea how that's happening. Yes. Somehow. Um, I'm picking the Steelers in this game, 25 to 22. And my reasoning is really some of my reasons for the last four weeks with the Jags is their schedule, you know, coming off those London games into that Thursday night game in between a divisional game with the Colts there. They won all those. They really do seem due. And the Steelers are kind of a hot team right now. Pittsburgh's a tough place to play. That place is going to be going crazy because this is kind of like a playoff game. It's definitely a measuring stick game for both teams, the Jags and the Steelers. Um, I like them. The vibes seem good in Steel in uh in Pittsburgh. Again, I have no idea how the fuck this team is above five hundred, but they are, and the vibes seem good, and that crowd's going to be going crazy, and the Jags really just seem due for a loss. So I got the Steelers in a close one, twenty five to twenty two. I do think this would be a pretty close game. Definitely one score game, no matter what, whatever team wins. I just, until the Steelers fire Matt Canada, I don't think I can pick them to win a football game. Um, so I'm taking the Jags. I got it 26 to 20, pretty close to Keenan's score. 
Um, you notice they have Matt Cam- I could Sorry, totally boy, my fault, my fault. I could totally see an, uh, a world where the Steelers' offense just doesn't work and they score like six points, like what happened against the Texans. Uh, so, yeah, I just can't take them to win. Yeah, I still don't think Pickett's that great. I mean, I don't I think he's average. You know what I mean? I think he can make plays here and there. His accuracy comes and goes. But to your Matt Canada point, you notice like they have Matt Canada cam after like every score now, after what happened a couple of weeks ago with him not being yeah. happy. It's like <laughs> they focus on it now. They show him as much as yeah, they show Taylor much. Swift. Yeah. Pretty much. But I like this game. That's actually that's, that's one of my games of the week too, now that we're talking about it. I think that's going to be probably the the closest game on Sunday, you know, because Bengals, Niners, that can go either way. I mean, especially if Purdy's out, you could tell me that the Bengals might run it up on him a little bit, especially off after a week off. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be a really good game, though, Jack Steelers. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Tim? I keep forgetting that it's my pick. Um, an intriguing game to me is definitely the Texans versus the Panthers. We get to see the battle of top two picks. Um, I think the Texans are going to dominate this game. I think there's a good chance the Panthers do not win a game the entire season. This low-key could be one of the games that they do win, though. Um, but I do like the Texans. I think they're just very they're, – they're a very surprising team, and it's fun to watch them. It's fun to watch them win. And they've been doing it. So I have it 20 to 9. Mm. No touchdown scored unless it's a touchdown and a safety. <laughs> Keenan, what you got? Hold on just a second. I said to write down a score. 20 to 9. What's the line on it? It Let's is see. three and a half. Texans are favored. Um, I've got the Texans winning this game. 23 to 16. I think that they're just better. I like, I'm, I've liked this Texans team since the preseason. I thought they were going to be an interesting, frisky team, and they've even outdone my expectations for them. I thought it was going to be more defense than offense, but this offense has actually been pretty electric for what they have. They would be, they're someone too that they could mess around and get close to the playoffs, and they're someone who could maybe be active at this trade deadline to get. They could be in line for like a Cortland Sutton type of player. Uh, they could be in line for maybe a Chase Young to pair with Will Anderson. So don't count out the Texans making a move out there just to see if they can kind of speed up the process, especially since C.J. Stroud's come along quicker than they probably thought he could. But I've got Houston 23-16. to 16. They're just better. But I think Adam Thielen has a big day for me in fantasy, which is cool. <laughs> I think he just throw to him. Completely agree with everything you guys said with the Texans being better. Uh, with this being even a closer game, I think we got both teams coming off a bye here. This is going to be one of the more winnable games the Panthers have all season, uh, aside from their divisional games, because the NFC South just always seems to be a shit show whenever they match up at any point in the season. Um, I do have the Texans winning like mm-hmm. y'all. I got it 24-23. I would not be surprised to see the Panthers outright win. Um, I might have even had picked the Panthers had I not picked both the Broncos and the Giants, and I need to gain some ground on Keenan and our competition a little bit. So I'm going with a safe pick, but I do think it's going to be close. I got it 24-23. Uh, and, yeah, who knows? If they can't win this game, 
Like the only games I could see them winning is against the Falcons and against the Saints and maybe even the Bucks. Like just because again, the NFC South divisional games does not you can throw out the lines or anything with them because it's just a fucking madhouse when they show up. I.e., what was it? Panthers Falcons last year with the uh the helmet game. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, DJ uh, PJ yeah. Walker, speaking of the rule bomb to dj Moore, and then dj Moore took off his helmet and then got the 15 yard bomb. yeah but uh uh so kyle it is your we're gonna segue games. right to that keenan uh, there was two games i had my eye on but you said pj walker this was one of the games i had my eye on it's browns at seahawks if deshaun was playing in this game this would be my game of the week i was looking forward to this game it's gonna be pj walker the seahawks are favored by three and a half at home and i think they win 23 to 14 I think that defense will show up for the Browns, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think the Seahawks all around got a little more talent, especially without Deshaun. Um, that I thought we'd been over with this, with the whole Deshaun shoulder thing, and then it popped up again last week. He seemed more than content to sit down. Uh, there's people in the Browns media, actually Brady Quinn, who's saying Deshaun's kind of pulling a Ben Simmons and that he's more than happy to just accept his money and just chill on the sideline. Um, if that's the case, the Browns, I mean, we know they're a shit show, but they, if that's the case and that's what they're going to be dealing with the next two seasons and on, that's an absolute shit show. Um, I'm going to, I don't have any reason to, but I'm going to give Deshaun the benefit of the doubt there, but who the fuck knows? Um, that's going to be, that's the most intriguing story. Like the rest of the way to me outside of the trade deadline and what could happen on Tuesday is what the Browns QB situation is going to look like the rest of the year. But I do think that defense is going to hold up a little bit, like I said, but ultimately Seahawks just kind of pull away, win by nine. Okay. Uh, Tim? It's pretty surprising how close uh, our scores are. Uh, I actually have the Seahawks winning 24 to Mm. 14. Um, And I completely agree. I do have a question. Is Deshaun listed out? As a concussion or as his shoulder? It's a good question. I'll look right now. Because um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he left that game early because he definitely smacked his head against the field really hard. <laughs> um, if if that's the case and his shoulder is okay, I'm feeling a little bit better about him um, going forward at least. It's just a weird situation that they put him in. They definitely like said he was medically cleared to play and that it was his choice not to play. But he was saying that he has pain throwing a football. Listed as a shoulder, and by the if way. If you have pain throwing a football. Okay. okay. If you have pain throwing the football, you're not medically cleared to play. Like You, you are still exhibiting an injury. Um, yeah. So that, that's definitely a weird situation to put him in. Um but if that is the case and he's just sitting out because, you know, it's all guaranteed money and there's nothing they can do about it, by all means, the Browns deserve it. They went out and made that trade, signed that contract. Um, it's just really sad to see the Browns having, like, this historical, minus last week, of a defense to just not have an offense to go with it. Um, it, it is and they really lost sad. their best offensive player, and then what was supposed to be their best offensive player has been – yeah. Their most offensive player. And then the, so, the yeah. week after he went down, after Chubb went down, Deshaun had his best game. And then ever since then, it's been this shoulder controversy. And then whatever the hell last week was. Yeah. 
Uh, so Tim, what's your? Uh, you said you have twenty four fourteen. Yep, I have the Seahawks winning. Right. I think what what will happen is they'll get a get ahead to a lead. It'll be like twenty one fourteen. They'll just kick a field goal at the end to ice it. So I don't think it'll necessarily be a 10-point game the whole time. Probably just one score pretty close. Uh, but at the end, they'll just pull away. Yeah, so um, I'm going to give him credit. Jake Trotter had written for ESPN. I'm reading this right now. I guess Deshaun said, right now we're not in a space where I should be out there. I'm trying to get to a percentage where I can go out there and be very, very beneficial for the team. He said he doesn't know when he'll be able to play after as he continues to rehabilitate his injured throwing shoulder. What? <laughs> Just what? Just what? Okay, this has been what? Anyways, um, yeah, I got the Seahawks twenty to fifteen. All of my body wants to pick Cleveland, but I have no faith in their offense. If they had an assemblance like if they had taylor heineke at quarterback i think i might like go with the browns this week i just by the way i want to give pj walker props i think he's been playing decently well given the situation he's thrown in i just don't think at seattle if this was maybe in minnesota i might roll with the browns but seahawks that's an incredibly tough place to play See, like the thing about PJ Walker is he's been playing to the best of his ability his ability is just not great (laughs) so like I mean, like, they, like he's right so far in the season. It's fifty percent completion percentage, three hundred seventy yards, zero touchdowns, three picks, forty-eight quarterback rating. Like, and like, it, the stats don't look as bad. Like, he didn't play the worst game I've ever seen or anything like that. It's just that his ceiling isn't great, so he hasn't. But he's been playing to the max of his ability. Uh, but twenty to fifteen Seahawks. I don't need to spend more time on it. Your pick. It is my pick, and we are going to go with my beloved Atlanta Falcons playing the Tennessee Titans. Oh, man, what's the line on Falcons this? are favored by two and a half in Tennessee. Tennessee by two and a half. It always makes me laugh of how I just switched on the Falcons in just like a year. <laughs> and that was the worst quarterback. Uh, it's prob- I mean, I do love myself, Bijan. Anyways, uh... The Titans are in fire sale mode. I don't think they're going. Vrabel's going to have this team as prepared as possible for a team that doesn't, like a general manager who's getting rid of pieces, but Vrabel's going to coach them up. So it's not going to be a blowout by any means. I also don't think, again, Atlanta has the ability to blow out (laughs) anybody. So hopefully Bijan's not out with his mysterious illness again and gives me one carry for like nothing for like point for three yards. Like let's hope that doesn't happen again. And he actually plays that happens. I think Atlanta wins this game around the 22 to 16 range. I have Atlanta winning 24, 22. Um, It's funny you say that about, you don't think the Falcons are capable of blowing a team out. I think Arthur Smith has literally said like they're designed to win one score games. Like that's what their offensive game plan is. Uh, That's how they approach everything. So I mean, which is right in line with my score, 24-22. Vrabel has a weird way of coaching these games with these backup quarterbacks to a competitive game. Absolutely. Uh, If this was Tannehill, regardless of the fire sale that's going on in Tennessee, I'd probably pick the Titans outright just because Ritter is the shakiest of shaky. He had two fumbles on the one last week. He had three fumbles, followed up his (laughs) three-pick performance with three fumbles and two of them being on the one. Uh, That's unreal. 
as much as I love to bet against the Broncos, you love to bet against Desmond Ritter. <laughs> you love on the road, I you love can... to bet against the Broncos. Hey, on the road, do. you can. <laughs> There's value against Ritter. I mean, he might he might win some, but I mean, at least the Broncos here. Yeah, I mean, look, each of them are competitive. The Broncos are shaky, but they're also competitive too. But uh, yeah, yeah no, the Falcons. They're the better team in this position, but I mean, I would not be shocked at all if we're in here Monday Monday evening talking about the Titans coming away with a close victory at 24-22 or something like that. So this is a yeah. toss-up game for me, even absolutely given the quarterbacks. Possible. If this was Tannehill, though, I'd absolutely take Tennessee. But Falcons 24-22. I completely agree with what you just said at the end there. Monday, we could literally be saying either team win this game. Uh, both these teams are pretty sad uh it's just hard to like really pick one to say that they're better the titans actually looked like they could hang with the ravens for a minute uh when they played them in london Uh, but i do believe the titans uh don't have much morale left in their team as they've just traded away a few pieces and it looks like they've they've literally told reporters that everybody is for sale like there aren't any untouchable pieces on this team um I think the Falcons do get the win. Um, it's it is such a tough. Just because the Titans at home, maybe they coach them up. I don't know. It's just so difficult. You, the, you just gave the sigh of someone who's just so disappointed. I am because I'm gonna pick the <sighs> so Falcons and they're gonna lose twenty-one to three. It's just gonna happen. Arthur Smith is designed to win one score game. So as soon as the other team goes up by two scores, it's over. The game is done. They can't compete. Uh, But I have have it 17 to 10 Falcons. I think it'll be such a boring game. Hey, don't, hey. I was going to say, I'm not saying Taylor Heineke's fucking Joe Montana or anything, but literally like if they just started Heineke, their offensive their offensive ceiling goes up just that much. Like he would at least be able to hit receivers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that opens up everything. For their floor the, is the same. Yeah, their floor is the same. They have the ability to win a double digit. Yeah, like they could win by yeah. ten and not like be they, shocked. They could win 20, 27, 17. If they won twenty seven to seventeen, Bijan went for a buck fifteen three tubs. That like <laughs> that's how they did. Like if Bijan or Tyler Algier, like the running game went for two ten and three touchdowns. That's how they're and the defense the defense got it done. But let it be known the Falcons will be five and three after this win if they do pull it out. And I mean the Saints possibly could lose to Indy. We haven't gotten there yet. The Bucks to Buffalo, they could have a two game lead in the somehow anyways uh somehow uh tim speaking of i think there's a couple interesting games left but i actually think tonight's game is actually going to be one of the more interesting ones i think this is a bounce back game for the bills i just cannot see them losing um they just haven't looked like that playoff team, especially in these last like two weeks. Um, so they need a game. To, to this just... is what you and I were afraid of when we were talking about it. They just have these things where they can just go. But again, like tonight, which the game starts in about three minutes, mm-hmm. we could get off of this podcast and they could be up 21 to three. And I'd be like, exactly. Okay, it's, only, it's only the second quarter. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. The Bucks defense is actually – pretty good i believe they're the 11th ranked defense um Mm -hmm. and the bills defense 
hasn't looked as good recently without their pieces. Um, I'm just worried about the Bucks offense. <clears throat> they're middle of the pack in passing, and they're like 31st best rushing offense. Um, it's just hard for me to ever pick the Bucks when they can't run the football. And Baker Mayfield is also your quarterback. It was easy to pick the Browns with Baker Mayfield because they could run the ball really well. But this is just the opposite. Um, but I have the Bucks or the Bills winning bounce back game, twenty seven seventeen. I think this is a get right game for the Bills. They need it. They need to get back into the contenders bracket because right now they're not in any sort of Super Bowl bubble, playoff bubble, even playoff win bubble. Keenan, what you got? Yep. Yeah. Um, I've got this game 28 to 20. I agree with Timmy on pretty much every front. I don't, if Buffalo loses this game, they might be in my preseason thoughts of they could miss the playoffs, especially with how the, um, I mean, you have that Pittsburgh, I mean, Kyle, you have Pittsburgh winning that put them at five wins. They're definitely looking like they're playing. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that could sneak into those wild card spots. So you've got to win every game when you can. And this is definitely a game that they should win. So. 2820 uh Buffalo. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um these Thursday night games are weird to begin with. But then like these last two, we had a uh, AFC South versus NFC South and then this one's NFC South versus AFC East. Very weird game in general, especially if you're the Buccaneers on a Thursday night going to Buffalo. Buffalo's a tough place to play. I got yeah. 20 to 23, I got it closer. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. You know, I'm going to go 28-17. Bills. I'm going to switch that. Take some points away from the Buccaneers. Um, they've kind of come back to earth ever since those first few weeks. Uh, Baker's kind of regressed. But What did you say the spread was? Eight and a half. Let me see. My eyes are terrible. Nine and a half, actually. Bills are favored, which I think that's high, even though Bills, I have them covering, technically. But. The, the Bills have failed to cover in two weeks, three weeks even, right? Because they lost to the Jags. Yeah, they have. They haven't covered since the Dolphins. Yeah. My pick. Uh, yep. Um, so I'm gonna go. The game I was gonna pick last time is still on the board. So I'm gonna go with Vikings at the Packers. The Vikings are favored by a point and a half on the road. Um, I want to give Kirk Cousins props because he played a sublime game against the Niners. That's some of the best football I've ever seen him play. Um, I had said a couple weeks ago, I believe it was the three of us, I said I could absolutely see a world where the Vikings turn it around and get their shit together, and it it looks that way. That was an outstanding win for them uh, at home versus the Niners, causing Purdy. I mean, their defense looked decent. They kept them in that game. Cousins was incredible on every third down. He made every throw they needed to make. Um, the Packers, while I do like Jordan Love, I do think they've just been entirely too inconsistent. Um, so, you know, they're just, they're all over the place. So I could see a world where the Vikings win by 10. I really could. Uh, I almost like the Packers better. I said this about Mac Jones prior, like a few weeks ago, how I like Mac Jones and the no huddle offense. I like Jordan Love in the no huddle way more than I like him just in the set offense. Like he, he seems to do a lot better when it's like schoolyard football rather than just, you know, calling your plays and being an actual quarterback. You know what I mean? But I got the Vikings. He was behind Aaron right. Rodgers for a while. I got the Vikings over the Packers 27 to 21. 
and uh, what they'd have Justin Jefferson coming back in two weeks. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually hoping that they win this game because the more they win, the more likely Justin Jefferson tries to find his way back. So I'm, and I have him in a league. That oh, I'm he'll definitely, football. he'll for sure be back. I'm hoping. I know there there was just reports that like if they were going to keep like on their losing that there's a chance that he might almost like elongate like his injury like make sure he's a hundred hundred percent kind of thing kind of like what people th- presumed Lamar did last year, mm-hmm. but but yeah so I agree I yeah um I'm just gonna quick since since I was. T- just stumbling over words. I'm going to quickly just say, I actually have Green Bay 26-24. I think now that they have Aaron Jones back and he's gotten a game under his belt that we're going to see some of the best of Aaron Jones. I do think the Packers can be ran on, so sleeper alert. Cam Akers, I think, could be interesting. Um, he had 10 carries last week. I think he could be up to the, like the 12-15 to 15 this week and take some from Madison. But I got 26-24 Packers. I'm also siding with the Packers, uh, just at home in Lambeau. I like them, um, and I totally agree. Aaron Jones, once you unleash Aaron Jones, he's going to put up those three touchdown, you know, 150 all-purpose yard games. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's the case, they're winning. I got it 21-16. to 16. Um, And then just to touch on that Justin Jefferson take, he should come back. If they win this game, he should come back. If they lose Absolutely. this game and they keep losing, there's no guarantee that he's just back in two weeks when he's designated from return. He could still be dealing with, you know, soreness or tightness, whatever it is. Um, he should stay out until he is 100%. He should Lamar Jackson this either way because I just don't see this team going anywhere into the playoffs. Um, so I think that's what he should do. And I don't think they're going to be in a situation where when he returns to where they're like, yeah, we really think we can run the table. What are they at right now? Three and four? Oh. Uh, I think so. I had the NFL standings pulled up. Yes, they are. They're three and four right now. Um, I think technically they, they're they tied. I think they're like the eight seed they're tied for because it'd be Eagles, 49ers, Lions, Falcons, then it'd be Cowboys, Seahawks, and then the Buccaneers technically because they're three and three, but they're tied with the Saints and the Rams and the Commanders actually at three and four. So yeah, I they're could, in the hunt. I could absolutely see a world where they're right. getting that last wild card spot, especially when you factor in the NFC South. That could be one at like eight games. Um, I don't know. Their offense is definitely in position to do it, and their defense seems to be coming along. Flores seems to have that defense playing well, playing with energy. Um, again, they got off to a rough start, but I mean, there's, I mean, similar to last year where they were winning all these one score games. There's a world where they're like five and one right now. You know, six and one. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Um, my pick of a game. I'm going to try to get through these. Uh, Vegas at Detroit. Um, Detroit got ran over, molly wops, drug in the mud, beaten, an <laughs> old fashioned whooping, whatever you want to say. Uh, Detroit got all of that and then some. Uh, last week, I thought it was definitely a game that could be good for them or could be revealing. It depends on how you bounce back from it. Could be one of those like they're kind of flying a little high, thinking they're better than maybe maybe it humbles them out. 
I still think they're very live for the one seed just because of their light schedule, and I think it starts here. I got them 27 to 19. I think I've had – I haven't had a game of that. I have a 27-19. I've got a – well, I've got a similar like score. I have 27-17 lines. You know, we've used this phrase here. It's a get-right game for them. The Raiders are like the definition of average, even given their talent. Garoppolo should be starting, by the sounds of it. Um, just for the sake of conversation, I'm not sure how I feel about the Lions' one-seed potential, especially with how the Eagles looked against Miami. Uh, and the, granted, the Eagles have a very shaky schedule, so I see your point. Eagles got a tougher schedule than the Lions do the rest of the way for sure. Um, that, that's the only. That's what it comes down to. Like if the Eagles have the Lions schedule, I think they may be wrong. True. So like that kind of true. That that kind of thing. I just think the Lions schedule is so light, and I think the Eagles, like the Eagles, could go over this next stretch of like eight games. They could go even three and five. They're not. I don't think they will, but they could go three and five and still be super live for the playoffs and live for the division lead. So. I just think that it's not as pressing for them, but obviously getting every game in Philly is something that they would love to get Meek Mill coming on the PJ <laughs> before every game would be yeah, nice for them. And, and I mean, we talked with crap. We talked about, we talked about <laughs> last game with the Vikings. And stuff. Like I, I'm really looking forward to these Vikings lions matchups down the stretch. I think those are going to be shootouts. Both are going to be dome games. So, I mean, I could see absolutely both of those games being high twenties, mid thirties type of games, maybe even into the forties. So I'm very much looking forward to uh Vikings lions for sure. Tim, what you got? Yep. I think the lions at home, I think Dan Campbell is going to light a fire under this team's ass after what happened last week. I think they're going to just dominate this game um so i'm leaning a little even further on the score with this one i got lions 29 raiders 13 i think they're just gonna destroy them i think the raiders are at this point i don't even think you can say they're the definition of average because they just lost to the bears Um, i think they're the definition of below average um, and i think there's actually a pretty good chance that mcdaniels or is that his name yeah, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh McDaniels. It's yeah. fired after this loss. I could see it. Even before your boy Staley? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to fire Staley. We're going to get Staley's that begging game to be fired. Real soon. I mean, he's yeah, always yeah. begging to be fired, he but he's we extra got... begging to be fired lately. He's got to please fire we got. We're getting to that game real soon. We're going to speed. Uh, we may speed through these last ones, but go on. These games don't care. But yeah, that's I just got it. Twenty nine thirteen Lions dominate at home. Give the fans something to see. Whose pick is it? All right, Tim, you're Tim. it's mine. Um I think the most interesting game left is the Eagles at Commanders, just because the Commanders always be giving them fits. Um I don't think they give them a fit this time. I think the Eagles will take control of this game late. Um I got it thirty one to twenty. 38 to 20 or 31 to 20? 31. Damn. I don't know if I can pick a team to score 38. It happens, but I'm not. Can you get the line in the Raiders Lions game, didn't you? It was seven and a half. Lions favored. Seven and a half. Then what's this This one? This one is seven for the Eagles. All right. I'm going to quickly just go here. Uh, Philly, 28 to 14. I don't think it's particularly close once the second half comes along. I think Washington plays them tough early, late in the game. Just 
becomes Philly's just too powerful. For I'm kind of with both of you here. I have the Eagles winning by seven, 30 to 23, but I think it's they're in control in the commander's kind of backdoor. Um, these have been traditionally over the last two years and two weeks ago, apparently, high scoring games, close games. Eagles really seem to be coming into their own right now. Uh, but the commanders, obviously, they, I mean, they're in that wild card spot. These games are always kind of tough, but I think the Eagles be, will be in control. It will be a little higher scoring, but one score game at the end, but really not really a one score game the entire way through. But I could see some weirdness happening. Would not be surprised here, not a hedge here, but would not be surprised if we come in here on Monday. Oh, shit, the commanders won at home. Got a weird win. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's back on Sunday, he? by the way. Damn. That's big. Yep, I just, wow. just got an update on it. Um, yeah, so very, very interesting there. Um, yeah, that's a little scary. But, uh, yeah. Oh, shit, my pick. It is. All yep. right, so we got Saints Colts. That's trash. Uh, we got Bears Chargers. That's that's a shit show. And we got Ravens Cardinals. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ravens Cardinals. I think this is absolutely a trap game for the Ravens. Uh, we've seen the Cardinals in this spot shine. Uh, the Ravens are favored by nine and a half on the road. I actually have them winning by nine, so that would mean they do not cover. Uh, Again, not. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I would not be surprised if we come in on here on Monday and the Cardinals won. Uh, but I love Harbaugh as a coach. I don't think he's going to go that route. I don't think they. I don't think they lose. But you know what? I'm going to switch the score. I'm going to go 27 to 23. I think it's going to be closer. I think they're going to put the fear of God in the Ravens, but I think the Ravens pull away. Um, but, yeah, the Cardinals continuously in the spot have tried to play spoiler or have gotten up big in the spot and have just given these contending teams a run for their money. And I continue to see that trend, or I will see that trend continue on Sunday with this matchup because uh, the Ravens got some good matchups ahead of them, I believe. I think they got Bengals and Browns back-to-back after this or maybe Steelers-Browns, something like that. I think they've got something So this is that, yeah. the definition of a trap game. But, yeah, got the Ravens pulling it out. Timmy, you go next. I think the Ravens, uh, even if this is a trap game, I still think they get it done. I do have them covering the nine and a half. I got it 31 to 17. I think this is just similar to like a Bengals Cardinals game that just happened. Um, very similar game where it's pretty one sided. Um, yeah. So I've actually got the Cardinals 24 21. He went with it. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A uh, few reasons why. One, Ravens play up to their competition. Beat the Chiefs in the past. They've beat obviously. They just played the Lions. They've won every time they play the Bengals. They play a tough game. We throw the Steelers games away because those are literally in a different entity, <laughs> different stratosphere. They're literally they're just different NFL games. But they also play down to their competition. They lost to the Colts. They had no business losing to the Colts that week. We've seen it in the past. Even in that Steelers game, like late in games, they haven't had the they haven't been the greatest with execution. Lamar has made mistakes, and I think this game's going to be close. And I th- could see Lamar making making a mistake. And another thing is the hot team of last week has lost about every week the next week, and usually to the Cardinals. Been, <laughs> and it has been to the Cardinals. Like uh, 
Obviously, Dallas coming off a big they their big win they lost to the Cardinals. The 49ers coming off their big win they lost. Uh, the Dolphins coming off of their obviously seventy point game they got blown out by the Bills. It's been every single week you've had the hot team. Even the Lions uh, coming off their win after the Chiefs week one they lost to the Seahawks. Even though it wasn't a terrible game for them, they just lost. But I see the Ravens losing twenty four to twenty one to Arizona. I am calling it. We shall see. Got to pick your upsets. I like it. Um, and then now it's my game. Oh, uh, what is the Chargers line? What's the Chargers, Chargers line? Chargers by eight and a half. Chargers by eight Ow. and a half. I want to say um, I'm sorry to Tyson Badgett. Uh <laughs> Half of what I got, well, half of what I said was correct. The Raiders were going to get 12 and not look great. The other half, Tyson Badger looked pretty competent. He looked pretty solid. Uh, Dante Foreman ran well, too. Like, that was actually a fine game from him. And he's playing a defense that lets up a bunch of yards. They make, they make bad quarterbacks look competent, competent quarterbacks look good, and good quarterbacks look like superstars. So. I am actually going with Chicago here, 23 to 21, and Brandon Staley is no longer coaching. I say, on if they Tuesday. lose that game, it's got to be over, fam. You would think. Uh, I actually have the Chargers. And I have the Chargers Brandon's- winning by seven, 28, 21. Uh, Badgen did look good. That is Badgen, the practical. I mean, pick. shit. If Badgen looks good this game, you might have a low key quarterback controversy in Chicago because he he kind of looked the part. Uh, the Bears played with energy. Here's the thing: if Fields, if Fields like has like an ailment or something like, I mean, you have to remember Fields' last moments in your head are, are good moments. Mm-hmm. Like your last moments of him have been like, wow, he looked like an NFL starting quarterback, like a guy you can maybe build like a team around if you get the perfect team. Could trade him, start Tyson, get bad picks. Go get your quarterback because you have the Panthers pick, and then go get starving Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, have fun. But yeah, sorry, uh, go on, Tim. Or uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to add like Staley. This will without a doubt be his last season. This is whether or not they make it to the playoffs, whether he makes it through the season or not, because um, he's going to try his hardest to lose uh, the defense. <laughs> the defense does not play up to snuff at all. Uh, Herbert does not play up to snuff at all. Like, for as much flack as Staley takes, deservedly so, uh, I didn't think Herbert was great against the Chiefs at all. I think I said this on Monday when we recorded. Uh, he was pretty disappointing against the Chiefs, actually, throwing a pick in the red zone. The second half, he was... Yeah. No, I mean, like, he's got all the talent in the world, but at some point, I mean, we've said it with Mac Jones, like, at some point, we got to see it, and we did last week with Mac at least see it. Uh, Herbert just seems entire like anytime he's in that spot where it's you know it's a tie game or it's a one score game he either does the bare minimum and gets a field goal to tie the game to put it into overtime but it rarely seems like he gets them all the way over the top and gets the touchdown or you know it just i don't know for all his talent he doesn't seem mm-hmm. to connect on those spots like a Mahomes like a Burrow uh even like a Tua so that's something for me to watch the rest of the season is how he navigates in these one score games because man, I mean, like I said last week, he just, I would like to see him ad lib. He's athletic enough. Get out of the pocket, do something. We say that with Dak all the time. Uh, he just seems to stick to the script entirely too much for me. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I do not think I could live with myself if the Bears win this football game. Um, my fantasy team would be in complete shambles because they would have to just keep playing Badgen. He's just playing okay. And if he does anything to win this game, uh, that would just not be favorable. Um, so I'm going to take the Chargers. Um, Kyle, did you take did. the Chargers? Did I you did. already say your pick? 28-21. Okay. Yeah, 28-21. I think with these last two games, I think Kyle makes up some ground on Keenan. I like Keenan's uh, upsets, but two in a row, I think this is crazy. I got it 26-17. to 17. Um, I um, think the Chargers offense is good enough. I just want to say this. 49ers and Eagles lost in the same week. Yeah. Just want That's to, fair. Just want to say, just want to say Not to the Bears, though. No, but, they didn't lose. To but the they Bears, also but the didn't Bears, face Tyson but Badgen. They also, but they're not they the Chargers. <laughs> That's fair. They aren't the... If they would have faced Tyson Badgen, it might have been <laughs> DOA anyway. Who knows? Hey, Ty- Tyson. You mean Tyson Badger. He, when, is Badger. he is angry Badger. What do you mean? When playing, when playing a full game, he is undefeated. Never lost. So. He's got the LeVar ball, but I mean, if the Eagles are here, Chargers are here. So if the Browns are here, the Bears are here, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I'm telling you, it's the same kind of A to, a to C instead of C to F. I mean, come on. We still got it. All last right. Game. Uh, last game. It's a great one. I don't think we need to pick it. Uh, Kyle, what's the spread, man? <laughs> this is a fun one. Uh, the Saints are favored by one point. In Indy. Oh man, that's a pick 'em. Wow, I've got. I don't look at the spreads when I do my picks. I just make the picks. I kind of do both. I, I kind of make it. It depends on the games, but yeah, twenty four twenty one for me. Saints, I got winning. Um, I don't really have a ton to say in this game. <laughs> Minshew looked way better than expected against the Browns last week. Uh. But usually when he starts the game start to finish, it's not entirely pretty, especially against a good team or a good defensive team, I should say, like the Saints. Um, the Saints, for all their talent on offense, have looked uninspiring. Um, they actually put together a really good drive there at the end yeah. of the Jags game. Uh, Derek Carr put one right in their tight end's hands at the end of the game there, and he dropped it, leading to you know, a fourth, fourth down conversion that did not happen. Um, so I could see a world, I really could, where the Saints really pick it up, pick up their offense, and maybe get stuff going. We just haven't seen that. So I think this game is going to be more of the same for both teams, which is just a dry, vanilla, boring 24-21 game. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's even like 17-18. to But I got the Saints 24-21. to uh, Not a confident pick either. Uh, I'll make this really quick. 18 to 15 Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to come back and with Zach monster, Zach monster Moss <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor. I think they just run on the, I think it's going to be them against Kamara. And I just favor the Colts duo over Kamara. I don't have analysis on this game. It's boring. I don't care about Fair that. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. But I mean, last week a Bears and a Colts game that I thought was going to be low scoring and like eh, defensive it turned into a barn burner. So maybe this is going to be the same. I hope it's the same thing, but 
I don't really care to talk about it. Timmy, you please go. Um, I think the Saints defense is is gonna keep them in this one. Um, mm-hmm. It was foreshadowing when you said the the spread is only one point because I have the Saints winning seventeen to sixteen. Um, so it would be a tough tough line there at one point. Um, all I gotta say is just let the Saints defense do, and then keep throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara. That's my only hope. Let it keep. It's not like working. Like he's honestly like an Achilles heel for this team, because like Derek Carr has open receivers, but he just checks it down. I'm just I'm liking the he's fantasy output. What... He's doing what Big Ben did with Najee year mm-hmm. one and what Drew Brees did with Kamara late. One, two, check down. Yep. Like it's first option's not there. The second option doesn't seem to come open. I don't have the arm to fit it anywhere. Um, putting it. <laughs> Kamara, grab it. Najee, grab it. Uh, let me ask you guys, what's the Monday morning headline coming out of Sunday's games? Well, with what I have, it would be are the Bengals back or the Bengals are back because obviously with them beating the 49ers and then in turn it would be what's wrong with the 49ers or did we overlook them? That would be off of that. But my fun headline, my fun headline is going to be, is Zach Wilson a good quarterback? That's my fun. That's my fun. Answers no to that, but I feel like I feel like are the Bengals back has been picked like three different times this season, like in the first half of the season already. Um, I guess. Um, for me, it was. Um, I chose it. I figured after the uh, other one, I thought the Bengals would be fine, but uh, yeah, mine. Real, I I think the Jets. I think Zach Wilson actually. Is Zach Wilson a viable option? Can the Jets get to the playoffs with Zach Wilson is what questions are going to be because he's going to look decent. Uh, If the Ravens hold serve like I have and they win, I feel like, you know, people talking about are the Ravens the AFC favorite, that could be a thing, or favorite to challenge the Chiefs even. Um, The fun one for me would be, you know, we talked about if the Cowboys lose, uh, that could absolutely be an entertaining Monday morning, like, you know, first take. And, you know, pick a debate show. We'll love that one. If the Cowboys lose. The Cowboys in trouble? Is Dak the press? Is Dak the quarterback for this team? Uh, you know, pick a pick a A-block debate show headline for that one if they lose. Is Mike McCarthy the – should Mike McCarthy be fired now? <laughs> Can Micah play quarterback? Is Jerry Jones a is, is Jerry Jones the? And by the problem? way, if they lose, if they do <laughs> lose, you can almost book that they'll like throw the house for Derrick Henry or something like that, like overpay for him. Jo- Jones will throw a first at Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, hey, just we want him. We'll try. Of course, he would do it. And then since I ends up be like, absolutely. Jerry Jones seems to love famous football players. That's why I think it would be like Derrick Henry before any other running back. So maybe he'll try to like lure Reggie Bush out of retirement if they lose on Sunday. Get Jamal Lewis. <laughs> Jamal Lewis. Um, Timmy, what's your what's your Monday morning headline? Uh, I think we're gonna see the first NFL coach get fired Monday morning. It'll probably be Tuesday because it always happens on like a Tuesday. But we're gonna see somebody. Brandon Staley could be McDaniel's. Somebody's gone. It's it's too late. 
Oh man, it's also CJ Stroud's the truth. They'll have some some CJ Stroud because it'll be CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. I don't know exactly how it will be, but it'll be like, did the Panthers make a grave mistake taking CJ Stroud, taking Bryce Young over CJ Stroud? Will be like your B block question, especially if Stroud looks really good. But all right, any lasting points? Any cool? Anything? Anything? Obviously, we got the we got the game on right now basketball wise we've got bucks and we've got the sixers um that game right now is 57 44 bucks going into almost halftime and then the bills are up three nothing not that at this moment when people are watching this they care about these games but it gives us a nice time stamp of where we are in life but warner brothers <laughs> warner brothers podcast you can catch us on live take Warner Brothers Podcast, Kyle's Castro. I'm just Keenan Warner. I'm boring. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Warner Brothers Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere, everywhere, Warner Brothers with a T-H-A-S podcast. And thank you, Timmy, as always. Kyle, great work as always, and we're out. Peace.